Hi everyone, welcome. I know we said goodbye last week, but that was for Sex in the City. We are back with the season two recap for And Just Like That. Hi Nana, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So the first two episodes actually dropped, so we will just be recapping, chit-chatting. I don't know, recap doesn't sound like the right word. Just nah, we're Yeah. <laughs> of season one, and I'm sorry, episode one and two. Episode one was called Met Cute, and episode two was The Real Deal or something like that. I think. You know what, guys? I'm actually terrible because you talking right now is the first time I'm even hearing these titles because I fully in my notes just for episode one, episode two. Wow. <laughs> awful. So while you talk, I'll look it up to make sure. Yeah. I mean, I should know this because my bad habit, I listen to the podcasts because HBO, sorry, Max now does this thing where every show there's an official podcast for it. And they had it last season, actually. And I do really enjoy the podcast that has Michael Patrick King and then either the writers or directors that they had for the episodes and they give insight. Um, into the episode, so you like it? Yeah, I do. Okay. So what did you? I mean, we know your general sentiments about the show, but these first two episodes, what were your thoughts on them as a whole? Do you know, on the whole, because yeah, we all know I think it's shit, but it seems very different already. I can't lie to you. It seems a little. Less slapstick feel, I want to say, than the first season. And, yeah, it just seemed a bit... It's like it's trying to do better. I can see it trying to do better. And I usually um, try not to read reviews or avoid reviews and stuff until I've watched stuff because I don't like to be coloured, in my opinions. But I did see um, one of my favourite TV critics. I want to say it was Alan Seppenwall, but he was saying how people are complaining that season two is better, but it doesn't make it better. I don't know if I'm making sense. Because people enjoy the fact that it's shit. And we're enjoying, you know, like, you know, hate watch, right? Mm -hmm. So now that is better, but it's not quite better enough to actually be a good show in this weird place of limbo. And I feel like I can see why people would say that. But I'm actually kind of interested to see where they're going to take this season now. What did you think? It's interesting. I don't think it's better. I think it's still the same show that it was. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I just think it's not a really good show. But listening to the podcast, something that I don't know why it's just clicking for me is the fact that I think they kept trying to reiterate that this is not an extension in some ways of Sex in the City, that this is a completely different show. I've always viewed the show through the lens of this is an a continuation, a revival, a reboot, whatever you want to call it. But they're trying to tell us that this is a completely new show. These have completely new characters. And that's how they view the show. And for some reason, that makes a whole lot of difference to me. Because I think I am one of the people, especially with us rewatching in tandem, who sees the show as a continuation and, you know, pointing out the differences, but there are different people. It is different times. And I think I need to give way to those, but I also don't think that the reason why I think it's not a good show is not because it's a different show, even as a standalone show, which is how I'm saying it's not a good show. That's where the issue is not necessarily, but I don't know if if it's because I'm also judging it against the original Sex in the City. Yeah, I don't know if I'll buy it being a whole different show. I'm going to be real with you. Because how do you have the exact same characters in the exact same places we left them, like, in the same relationships, and we're seeing what's happened in their lives, what, however many years later, and expect us not to judge it by the standard of how we were introduced to them? I think that's okay. asking for too much. So let me play Devil's Advocate. Uh-huh. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air yeah. There's a reboot called Bel-Air And really it has good. the same characters But it's a completely different show 
Yes. So, but it's not the same characters. They're different actors, different shows. It's not a comedy anymore. This one is the same actors and it's still a comedy. I don't think it's comparable. Because they have completely different actors and they've made it like a gritty teen drama, which is the polar opposite of the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Bel-Air is good, by the way, if you guys are wondering. It's actually pretty decent, but yeah. Okay. I don't think it's a, it's the same thing. I feel like they have, okay, maybe I chose the wrong thing, but I think mm-hmm. I kind of see their point in that, yes, it's the same actors, but it's a completely different... Um, scenario the ladies are not where they used to be in their lives and we do have to acknowledge the new characters because something else that they pointed out was how season one we were introduced to all these characters that we have no idea who they are but we're comparing them to people we've had a relationship with for like 20 something years um with them so they were just trying to do their best to play catch up because they had an unfair advantage so for season two they want to show us more about these people's lives. And when I say these people, I mean like LTW, Naya, mm-hmm. and Sima. Like just getting to know them more because now we have an idea. But either way, they will always be playing catch up yeah. to Charlotte, Miranda, and them. So, but yeah, I just found that very interesting. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like, why say like, sorry to like harp on about it. I get the point. I just don't agree with them because my issues with season one wasn't like those characters it was the fact that it was taking characters it was the ones that we were already familiar with that i am like why would they act like this the miranda and chase storyline was like my biggest bugbear because none of it made sense to me at all i think they were my main problems so that's what turned me off so yeah that's what i said i see what they're saying and i respect it but i'm not buying it just personally but yeah I don't know. Um, I found it interesting that season one, we start with like a sex montage. I don't know what else to call it, but I guess everyone was having sex except Carrie. I don't know what it is that Carrie does. There was a man that Carrie's still having sex with her bra on, and I knew you'd make you'd make a comment about it. (laughs) She had a man on top of her, so congratulations to her. But we actually see like. Kristen Davis's and Cynthia Nixon's boobs and everything and I'm like wow we are back to it but I will say this about the show a lot of things sometimes if anyone's watching The Idol oh my god that feels like gratuitous nudity where you can tell like it's definitely the male gaze I don't think like I felt like this was male gaze I felt like it was appropriate Hmm. I made a note <laughs> that while Cynthia Nixon is brave for getting her entire vag out on TV, because she's, I'm like, did we need to see like her entire, like everything? But like you said, I don't think it's for the male gaze. And I also feel like this is where it's me being problematic, it's because they're older. And we don't see older women sexualized really on TV, do we? They love to act like they don't exist. So on one hand, I see it as kind of empowering that they're showing older people being sexual and showing their bodies and not shying away from it. But there's a small part of me that is thinking it doesn't seem male gazy because they're too old for the male gaze. And that's how they treat older people. Am I overthinking this? You may or may not be. I don't think you're entirely wrong. But I think that I would be, or we would be remiss. Well, I'm not going to speak for you. I feel like we have to applaud the show for giving a voice or a face to older people and not erasing them. To your point, because it's just a lot of it that's been done. Like, they're not human beings. Mm-hmm. and they don't exist and all of a sudden they shouldn't have any wants desires or anything but you're not dead so i just kind of appreciated it yeah and in some weird way even though i just went through this whole spiel of it being a different show it was a nod to the days of young during sex in the city 
Yeah. Carrie can get her bra and Charlotte and Miranda show it all. So Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Carrie does not have any chemistry with this guy. I what is his name again? You know what? <laughs> I'm laughing at you so what's his name again? Because the whole episode, I was like, oh shoot, what's his name again? And then I'd remember and literally three seconds later I'd forget again. And I've now even had to go look. What is this man's name? Not Franklin. 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 <laughs> Where the hell did I get Fernando from? There was something in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Franklin is cute. He looks like a gray-haired Eddie Cyprian. Yes, that's who he reminds me of. Okay. It's just Sorry, pretty I'll, damn... It looks like he reminds me of someone, but yeah, Eddie Cyprian is exactly it. Pretty damn boring, no chemistry. They're sitting there having a conversation about salmon and poached egg. I'm like, what in the hell? But anyways, I don't, you know, that whole storyline, I'm glad that it ended by episode two, which, again, they pointed out on the podcast that they knew there was going to be an end. I was like, thank God. I'm sad because I enjoyed looking at him. I found him very good looking. (laughs) He is very good looking. He is very good looking. Speaking of the opposite... I just want to point out that at some point there was a white jumpsuit that Seema had on that I mm-hmm. really liked, and I just wanted to point it out. It was wrinkled, was it? it was not flattering. It was when she called Carrie about the med ball, and Carrie was attempting to make poached eggs and was mm. telling her, you know, that she's trying to do that. And Seema's just that's our first introduction to Seema in the first episode, and I'm like, why? Why would they put her yeah. in this stuff? Um. In general sentiments, it looks like Kristen Davis's filler settled. Okay, I was gonna say that I'm like she looks much better this season, and also I feel like her acting's improved again. It's still not good, I'm sorry, but it's yeah. way better than season one. I just was yeah. so sad because I thought she was such a fantastic actress in the first run. I'm just yeah. like, how can acting skills deteriorate like that? But I think you're right. It's the plastic surgery hindering it. She couldn't emote. Yeah, and also the lip fillers it was making her sound like she was slurring a lot in the first season like hard to get the words out so yeah I think you're right that everything's settling so it's getting better long may it continue I did see a thing where she said she was crying because of all the comments and all that I'm like apologies but we weren't lying though also this is I'm really sorry this is sometimes why I feel like I'm a wicked person when I see people complain about things like that, I'm like, but no one forced you to do that to yourself. Yeah. I feel like, I know it's really problematic. I'm sorry. Do what you want with your body, whatever. But I'm like, so are people not allowed to comment on it? If you did it, yeah. like you weren't paid money to do it to yourself. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. A problematic take right there. But yeah. But yeah, she uh-huh. does look better. And also, I, I like to give grace to celebrities because I can't imagine being that hyper scrutinized like I don't even like when people in real life look at me for too long imagine millions you know so no wonder they're all a bit crazy but yes what was your question um I wanted to ask you what are your thoughts on Nicole Ari Park no sorry what are your thoughts on LTW as a character on this show I don't know I'm kind of I'm gonna speak about it more when we get on episode two but when I first saw her in episode one I was like oh yeah I forgot because honestly I didn't go and read any recaps nothing I only watched the recap from like at the beginning when they're like previously on and I'm just like that and I was like oh yeah I genuinely forgot she was on the show and I was like oh she I like her looks and she's a beautiful woman women woman and I'm shallow I like looking at pretty people on my screen you know but um yeah I don't I'm almost a bit lost as to what exactly they're trying to do with her character. I think that's what bothers me. Because as much as, like, we complain about tropes and stuff, I'm always like, what's her purpose here? Because it's kind of her and Naya, they give us, like, oh, and Seema, I guess. I know they're all three of them, or three women of colour, even I hate that term, all combining to replace one Samantha. So we're also getting their background, their life, sorry. But I'm always like, it doesn't feel fully... It's almost like one foot in, one foot out. Because 
they're still new to the core group of friends. So that doesn't seem 100% natural to me. And then I'm supposed to care about their family life as well when I'm just trying to get used to them being friends with Carrie and Samantha and Miranda. Am I making sense? Yes, except you said being friends with Samantha. Oh, so Samantha. You know what I mean. Charlotte, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so no, I, I'm just a bit like I, think, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel, but yeah. But I think oh, that's sorry, what they meant. I'm sorry, let me stop talking. Please go ahead. I think that's what they meant by these characters will always play catch up. But mm-hmm. I don't feel I'm okay with how they're presenting them because even if we were what their disadvantage really is just that we're comparing them to the trio that we've known. But if we were watching a new show, this is exactly the length of time it would take for us to know these people. So mm-hmm. I think it sh- I think we should be able to separate that they are new, yes, but it would still be the same time if they were in a show without them. Yep. So it's just yep. infusing them in, I think. But like you said, you want to talk about it more in episode two, but I, I would just say, like, I really enjoy Nicole Ari Parker's interpretation of LTW. Okay, what do you like about it? I don't know, I just enjoy it. Like, when she's on screen, I just enjoy how she does it. I like how, you know, we say a lot of the time, like, um, blackness is not a monolith. And mm-hmm. I like how she's not like she's put together. She does all the things, but I don't necessarily think that's race related. I think that she's not entirely like oh, so they're making her to be like oh, the strong black woman, yeah. um, stuff like that. She's wealthy and she's comfortable in her wealth, and there's no like guilt. Yeah, she seems to enjoy being wealthy. She enjoys looking nice. She loves her family. She loves her husband. There's no like you know, tension with her husband. She actually genuinely seems to like her husband. I just enjoy the character, honestly. I really yeah, do. That's, sorry, I actually used to break it down. And yeah, that's excellent. Actually, I'm with you. What I also love, sorry, I really love that there's no air of I am my ancestor's wildest dreams <laughs> about her and yeah. her husband. Because I hate it when they put that on black characters. I'm just like, this is so cliche and it's so boring. But yeah, like you said, it's great that she doesn't care. <laughs> like she's living her yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, this second episode, there's a bit of that that tries to creep in, but we can talk about it when we get there. Yeah, she seems comfortable in who she is, and that's why I'm deliberately choosing the words Nicole Ari Parker's interpretation of the character because it could go any other way, but yeah. I like how she embodies it. So it was good, especially like that whole. Um, met gala scene or whatever we'll yeah. talk about that. but yeah I really like that that's crazy I was looking at her in that red um lingerie set that she, I'm guessing she wore under her dress and I was like yeah that oh, looks good and she's got what three children as well right the final yeah. husband pretty I was people. like I'm not even gonna lie I saw that and I'm just like listen the sex that Boris Kojo and Nicole Ari Parker I mean we got a we got a sense of it in Soul Food <laughs> where they met yeah. But I'm like, it must be crazy. Insane. That's I like them as a right couple. There. They're one yeah. of my OG black Hollywood couples that I really enjoy. Okay, so, can I say, I can't believe I'm saying this, and I could be proven wrong. When the episode started, I was like, I can't believe I have to watch an entire season of Miranda and Che. Like, ugh, we're back here. But by the end of episode two, they're not annoying me as much as they did in season one. Am I cautiously... No, I don't enjoy them still, but I don't feel really annoyed with them like I did season one. I'm <laughs> glad you feel that way. I'm still annoyed by them. <laughs> I mean, they are I still annoyed. I'm just saying it's less. No, I know. One. I'm still... I feel like I'm still on the same level. I, I think the notes I had was like, Everyone said they hated Shay, and the writers were like, we're going to dial it up, and we're just going to give her her own. Like, she's having her own solo scenes without even any of the main characters. So it's almost like they're giving her more. But I still find them... I don't know what the... Is it Shay? Shay? I don't know what the Shay character is supposed to represent. They're just always so frantic. So I'm just like... I feel like it's supposed to represent 
what is that same criticism from season one, right? Just trying to shoehorn diversity in, in a way that doesn't seem authentic. And I feel like the giveaways is that they always try to put all the marginalised identities onto just one character. You know what I mean? So it just feels like overkill and it doesn't seem authentic to me. Because you now have a non-binary character who's also dates women, who doesn't present as feminine, (laughs) who is taking this woman away from her quote-unquote loveless marriage. I don't know. I'm just like, it's too much for one character. I don't know. Well, I mean, I I, I hear that, but I think it's just like, well, maybe we're saying the same thing. The authenticity of their character. I'm not buying that Che wants to be in a monogamous relationship. Yep. And I'm not buying that they're giving Miranda what it is that she needs. And it's just always, Che seems like a selfish character. Very. So I just, it's 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 not just buying it for me, and I don't know. Like I but, still can't believe Miranda's literally moved across the country to be with this person. Like I don't buy that at all. So, as an aside, did Miranda? I couldn't remember, but did Miranda dye her hair red again at the end of last season, or is that at this yeah. season only thing? Okay. Because the whole time I was like, I can't remember if this happened last season or now. I can't remember. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Continuing on not knowing what Che is, Che seems like they're dialed in on, I don't want to say the wokeness. I was trying to give myself a challenge to not say it at all the entire seasoning, but being to know better. But I can't remember what scene they were talking about. And they said... Who were they talking about? And they made the comment. Oh, sorry, it wasn't her. Sorry, so never mind. It's not. It's not her. So sorry. Sorry. Um, can we move on to Carrie and her dress? Am I too early? Yeah. No, that's fine. I was actually about to ask about smoke, and I always forget the man's name. What's his name? Her husband or boyfriend? Uh, husband? I can't remember. I know his real name, but I don't know his name on there. Yeah. That whole, I'm just like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't get it. First of all, do you genuinely believe that Carrie Bradshaw would allow this person to make her address for the Met Gala? I think the new, the new Carrie, yes, I can believe that. Okay. Also, sorry, I don't know if they mentioned, this is Carrie's first Met Gala, right? Um, I don't know if they mentioned, but I think so. Okay, because I assumed it was, and I find that very hard to believe, considering like who she is in New York circles, that she'd never ever been to the Met, and especially her love of fashion. I find that a bit difficult to believe. I'm just like, okay, but yeah, the whole dress scene. I don't know why, just I felt so stressed out. But I did feel like the actress who plays Smoke is so pretty. That's all I think every time I look at her. <laughs> I had the same notes. I'm like, she's gorgeous. Yeah. It's very like, gorgeous. But I don't know why they made her not have the dress ready. Yes, exactly. And, like, cut too small. And then two seamstresses have, okay, I get it. But it just seems very unrealistic to me. All of it. None of it made sense. And... I also don't know what we were supposed to do with the whole blow up with her at her. I'm really sorry, guys. I can't remember whether he's a fiance if they actually got married. Like, it was so uncomfortable. They had and a wedding then... last year. Yeah, they did. I'm sorry, guys. I blocked it from my mind. Her husband. I'm like, what are we supposed to do with that? Do you think it'll come up again in the season? Do you think it's setting up for something? I don't know if it's setting up for something because on the podcast, all they kept saying was, because they were trying to ease in the new characters in season one, but season two, they just wanted to, like, all the things they didn't get to do in season one, they just wanted to throw it out there. So what were they trying to do, you know, that they're throwing out there? with them? Just to- show them who they were. So show that she's a designer, show that he had a, I don't know, their dynamic as a married couple. Whether it's going to continue, I don't know. I don't know if they were just getting that off their chest or if it was setting up for something. 
Okay, that's fair. That's fair. He I did make know. a comment. Yeah, what comment? Where he was begging Carrie for Met Gala tickets, and she's like, I don't think that's how it works. And he says, why not? She's black, and I do a podcast. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I love how they treat podcasters as, like, protected minorities. How they talk about podcasts on the show sounds like someone who's never done a podcast before. <laughs> so I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. No sense, but you're just like okay. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's terrible that we don't remember his name. I know it's gonna come to me. Shoot, is it Patrick? No. Oh, what's the awful people? Jackie. Jackie. Okay. All right. That's it. I knew his real name. I kept saying Bobby Lee, Bobby Lee, but I'm like, that's not his name on the show. So, um, yeah. I'm going to forget but again we'll in three see. minutes, guaranteed. But yeah. I don't know where he's going to fit in, especially, I mean, he's not even on the show and the podcast is done. Yeah. So, well, don't find a sure. way. I don't mind where? him, though. I don't mind him as a character as well. I find him one of the less annoying characters. So, I don't mind him. He doesn't bother me. Mm, um, I can do it without him. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I it was nice to see Gary Dorden working again. And I know he's like been working, but I'll just never forget, like at the height of the whole CSI stuff, like him having his drug issues and all of that. So I feel like every time I see him working, I'm happy. I feel bad because I wanted her to hook up with him. And I'm sure he's probably going to come back again because I don't really see Gary Dorden just coming in for like, one scene but I really don't like her husband I don't and I don't know why I'm supposed to care about them because I feel like season one I'm trying to remember where it ended you know with the whole fertility that but I'm like it doesn't seem like a nice person I don't know why they're still doing this I know they've been together forever and it's hard but I don't I want her to move on and find someone else so um I think they're going to split, or if they haven't already, by um, episode two. But I don't necessarily think he's bad, bad. Because no, no, not like that, it, not like that. Because um, I think they were in agreement to have a kid, and she changed her mind. That's tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how he's supposed to react. Like, he just really wants kids, and she has a right to change her mind. So it's just a tough spot um, to be in. So I don't mind him, per se. I feel like that's grounds to separate, though, isn't it? Because which that's such wondering... a big... No, I'm just saying, which is why I don't understand, like, why they're putting us through this. You guys are on two completely different pages. Kids is that serious for him. And I know, I can't... Was it this episode or next episode where he suggests a surrogate? I'm like, if she doesn't want kids, that's not the solution. Unless she's worried about what it's going to do to her body. I feel like as sad as it is, that is definitely, to me, grounds enough for separation. I think it is. But like you said, it's it's not it's never really easy to just leave someone that you love and you've been with for a long time. So I'm fine with the progression. I think it was actually pretty quick that by the last season, they'd already decided to do a trial separation. And I yeah. think it's realistic during a trial separation, how many times do people always go back to their exes because... It's what you know. And it's not like it was like this big bad thing. It's almost better when a bad thing happens because you have something to pinpoint. But they're just trying to figure it out or whatever. So him not understanding and saying the surrogate is just a wake-up call for her to be like, I just don't want this at all. Whether or not this is realistic, like, we're trying to see if this works, but this is why we did the separation to figure it out. And now you've figured out that we cannot be together. So I don't think they're dragging it out. I think it's going at a good pace. It was like, what, 10 episodes? They're already separated. Now it's just the when you break up and you're trying to separate from someone. And then by episode two, they're done. So, yeah. I think it's fine. Hope it's um, them being done. Um, I was embarrassed about the scene with Shay and Miranda where Miranda thought it was just a sexual relationship. And then she turned out to say that someone made a comment about her stomach hanging over her jeans. Now, I don't want anyone to think, like, I am dismissing, like, you know, 
people having body insecurities because everybody has that. But this is what I mean by I don't know what they're doing with the Shay character. From what you've presented to us, the Shay character understands that they're quote unquote different from the norm and is fine with it. So for this to suddenly, I mean, maybe that's the whole point. And then yeah. telling Miranda that this is what I'm embarrassed about. Like, I didn't want to become one of those people. Maybe that is the whole point. No one is immune or anything. But I don't know where to go with where I feel on Che. Because I'm like, who are you? Like, you sounded so confident. You were able to do this, do that. And then you moved to California. And then one thing, and that was enough to yeah. change. It's confusing to me. Yeah, I don't know. That thing didn't bother me that much. I'll be real with you. Because I do what you're saying. I do think that is the point that everyone falls victim to being the subject of someone's stray comment, like, sparking this whole whirlwind of insecurity inside you. Like, no matter how much you've worked against it, it's a constant, like, journey. You're going to have to keep doing it. I do think that was the point. So, I don't know, it didn't really bother me that much, that scene. I'm going to be real. So let's talk about Seema and her scene with her boyfriend. Did you think that she overreacted? <laughs> so funny, I was going to ask you the same question. Would you be okay with a man you're dating living right below his ex-wife? I think she overreacted, yes, because she didn't even have a conversation with him. She, she just stormed out of dinner, and I say it like he's dead to her. So I do think she overreacted. I don't know if it's something I would personally be comfortable with, but yes, she overreacted. And now all of a sudden, I feel like last season, they made it very clear that he's got a lot of money, very successful. And now it seems like they're randomly trying to paint him as like a grifter. So I'm just like, where's this coming from? What did you think? Yeah, I was going to talk about that in season two, but I I mean, episode, why do I keep saying that? But I, I think they all blend together. We might as well just talk about it all together. Um, yeah. I, for background, for those who do not watch, Seema got the chance to meet her boyfriend's um, son and ex-wife or ex-girlfriend, ex-partner. I can't remember. And they were Which there. Ex-wife, by the way. The okay, YouTube. ex-wife. And they were left alone because he went to go hang out with his son. And then she, he told his ex-wife to take care of the check. And then she asked the wife, he said something. And she asked the wife, when's the last time you saw him? She goes, this morning. She goes, oh, no. Like, I saw him. Like, what do you mean this morning? And she goes, oh, we still live together. And Seema was just like, she had already was giving up the med ball um, to meet them because she couldn't do the med ball and meet him at the same time. And she just walked out and was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Some, this it's too much drama. Um, for me again I think necessarily it's not the many characters but the way they handle the characters you can't present us as Seema as someone who knows what she wants she's in her 50s she's this she's that and then at first glance when she said she had to meet the son over the Met Gala that threw me that was fucking ridiculous to begin with because who the hell is picking a dinner over the Met Gala be for real but yeah, she didn't even ask him, can we move it? Mm-hmm. I have something to do. She was just willing, like, this is a good sign. I have to meet him to whatever. That is so not anything that I would think Seema, even though I just met her, would do. So yeah. that was confusing. So then on the flip side, all of a sudden you find that he's still living with his ex-wife. You don't ask him. You don't sit down. You just said, fuck that. I'm just going to the Met Gala. That's too extreme. Yeah. So it's a little bit of maybe they're still finding their balance on how to present um, the characters to us. But yeah, I did think she overreacted. If you wanted to go to the Met Gala, you should have just gone from the first instinct. Don't look for an excuse um, to just walk out. But I just feel like some things do deserve a conversation. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead and do that. But the after effects of that is I felt so bad with the way they were playing Russian roulette with Anthony for the Met Gala. But he brought it himself. Bad. He brought it on himself, the patriarchy. You can't make the rules and then get mad yeah. when it doesn't work for you because he said, uh, what was it, tap, 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 we yeah. just move on. So, hey, tap, 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 just move on. <laughs> <laughs> they kept doing it to him. 
Yeah, I do think Seema is the hairdresser who I think is a prick. Sorry, I don't like my service workers to treat me like that. Too over-familiar, but it is what it is. But she, I do think she was looking for an easy way to, like, just dead things. Like, literally looking for problems where there didn't have to be any, because you didn't even talk to that man at all. Okay, but would you be okay with someone you were dating? Because she said they live together, but they don't live together. They live in different apartments, but right above each other. I'm guessing for the sake of their child, would you be okay with that? Yes. Do I be okay with it? Do I want to be involved with it? That's a different case. I don't like, there's certain things. If you meet someone, it's it, like, it's always about the dynamic of how you are. I'm almost as wary as if you're really bad terms with the mm. mother of your children as if you guys are like overly best friends. Mm. Like they're almost on the same level to me. Like I know one seems like it should be better because, oh, you're good for the children or whatever. But let me tell you, you cannot compete with history. Whether mm. or not it's good or bad history, you can put your rose tinted glasses and everyone just thinks like, and then you go back to, you know, old, like familiarity is comfortable. That's why we have old sweaters that we like clothes that we like or whatever you can't compete with that not that it's a competition yeah. but you know what i mean no so, I so yeah so if they're on different floors that's fine but this is almost like watching the russian with his ex-wife and then now mm-hmm. we're watching her do this um again it's just you're that close that you're commanding her to get the check i don't know yeah. something about that but I don't know. I didn't get like a a vibe from that though. I'll be honest with you. There wasn't any to me like any kind of what I saw like lingering feelings or whatever. But you're still right. Even that proximity is still gonna be a lot. Cause the thing is, they're always gonna have that proximity because they have a child together. But yeah, you'd have yeah. to be a very and maybe also I... because their relationship is new. So. But I want to clarify that I don't think it was lingering feelings. Just the over-familiarity for me. Mm, okay. It's making okay. me uncomfortable. That's why I said when people are, like, overly best friends and they just call and they're comfortable, it's nice. Yeah, you're on good terms. But something about that I don't like. I don't okay. like that relationship because you're best friends, but you slept together and you've seen each other naked and you've gone through a relationship. It's not the same as an actual platonic best friend. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know what that's... change I noticed with Carrie, and again, I'm trying to remember that this is however many years later, but I'm like, how much from 38, 39 do you change that much till now? Because I was like, why is she telling everyone her business with Franklin? I feel like every single p- person Carrie encountered, she was like, oh, this is my Thursday fuck to every single person. I'm just like, why do all these people need to know this? It just seems very uncarry like to me. That was funny because I had the opposite note. I was like very surprised that she hadn't told anybody. And I was like, if I was telling Shay first, I would be upset that Miranda, she hadn't told Miranda. Miranda just found yeah. out. Charlotte just found out. So I think she kept it quiet for a while, but I think she told her circle. Her circle is just wider. I think it's very carry like She sits there, they used to meet for brunch every week. And they yeah. sit down and she tells all of them. It's just that now there's six of them. No, but I feel like she told so many people in this. I feel like every person she spoke to, she was telling them about how she's fucking this man on Thursdays. But yeah, I guess so. I guess. Carrie yeah. always like, seemed a bit more private to me. That she was open with her three friends and that was it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but the three, that's what I'm tempted. saying. The, wait, who are the people outside of the circle that you think she told? Um... Didn't she tell, um, see, I forgot his name again. I was right. No, Jackie right. found out. Jackie said she smelled yes. him. And oh, all yeah, that. so yeah, she did find that, him. She don't know how to keep nothing to herself. She don't know how yeah. to lie. And so, then, um, um, El- uh, Anthony. That's what I'm saying. El- There's six me. now. They were all yeah, in their little so, tea place. Yeah, it just seemed like a lot of stuff. people. Yeah. That were knowing about her business. But yeah, I guess now you said it, it does make sense. It makes sense. So I like the fact, the way they brought out the wedding dress. I actually thought it was cute. Because the way they were going on and on about the dress, I was like, where are they going with this? Like, are they trying to make Smoke look stupid? Like, what exactly is Carrie going to do? 
But when they brought it out, I really did feel the nostalgia. I'm very surprised at myself, but it fit. It was a good outfit. It was a very terrible memory, but I thought it was great. That's what I like that she wore it because I feel like we allow, if you think about it, trivial things to hold so much power over us because it's a horrible memory, but it's just a dress. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. think about the grand scheme of things, it's literally just a dress. And yes, the memory is horrible, but you still ended up married to that man and very happily married, you know? But yeah. But shouldn't still have this way over you. And I love that, hey, you eventually saw it for what it was. It's just a dress. It's the perfect dress for the occasion. And she looked, you know, good, dramatic, Met Gala worthy. So I really liked it. I liked what they did with it. Yes. I liked all the looks except Charlotte's. Charlotte looked like a joke. I could see what she was going for, but it wasn't really doing it for me. I can't lie. What, the match? Harry has aged really well. Like, he looks good. Wait, was she going for the Mad Hatter? Like, what was her? Yeah. Who was she? You know, you know oh. that kind of, like, queen? I think that's what she was going for. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't love Seema's dress. No. It was so basic. Yeah, there was something. I think I expected more, like, when it was handed down. I was like, oh, that's it. Like, I didn't, I don't know. It just wasn't doing it for me. LTWs, I think, was dramatic for the Met. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I love that shot of her walking across the street. Oh, what a shot yeah um not to reference the podcast again but i will they said that whole thing when they got it they found out that it was digging into her face and she had like dents but she couldn't do it anyways they have a new black writer and she was just giving context to a lot of things and she was saying how she would have done anything because the importance of a black woman being able to wear the Valentino in times where people wouldn't even dress, you know, black women or let them be mm-hmm. in space or everything. It was just symbolic that she could go in there um, and be part of it. And they also realized later, like, they couldn't fit that into a car or anything because it was a forward-facing, like, front dress. Yeah. So they put in the whole walking thing and all that. So, but that outfit was gorgeous. And then, and gorgeous. Valentino especially made it for her and actually sewed her name into the dress and then she damn near died when she saw that and it was just such a special moment Aww. so that was fantastic so See, i like i like hearing that story but the cynic in me is like so what because we didn't get that on the show we can't. Oh, i remember <laughs> when i mentioned the podcast in season one and you were like well if things have to be explained for me to appreciate it then i don't want it but yeah I don't know they just everything can be fit in it's almost like I also watched the after show and all that like with succession or game of thrones and all that house of dragons they can't all be put in there and they're just stuff behind the scenes that they all go through that I'm just like wow because you just can't put all of it there so I know so I love a behind the scenes. If it's something I like, I will div I love a behind the scenes. But I still feel like the product on screen still has to be able to stand on its own. Which is why I said that's a like a lovely detail. But I didn't get any of that on the screen. She literally just said, like, of course I'm still gonna find my way there because Valentino made this dress and that was it. Do you know what but- I mean? Like if we take what was on the screen, that was literally it. But how do you infuse the personal thing of Nicole Ari Parker to LTW. You could have done it like Valentino made me this dress. Do you remember when b- black women like you could have done that for the character? She could have been having that conversation with her husband okay, that's as okay. they were complaining about looking for cabs, which was very unrealistic than walking ten blocks in a dress to the Met Gala. Yeah, you'd be filled with sweat, your makeup. Yes, yeah, it's not like yeah. that ain't happening, fam. Yeah, so that's what, sorry to be a party pooper, but I am going to be a party pooper. It's a lovely detail, but they didn't add that to what I was watching. Because if they did, though, we'll be here saying, like, now we have to put a a whole history lesson. That's life. On all their (laughs) stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. So, on episode two, again, I don't know, I just, I feel like I I expected, I came in expecting to hate everything. I didn't hate everything as much. As I thought. Um, I will say Seema's line, I pay you to blow me, not shrink me, was a bar. I really love that line. 
<laughs> yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot going on because there was a lot of revelations. There was a lot of endings. I just feel like there's a lot of things that were unrealistic. Um, the whole Che thing still annoys me because I don't like what they've done to Miranda. The podcast likes to say like they are showing who the actual Miranda was. Oh, and just to say like the reason for the nudity and all the sex and all that was that because Miranda complained to Steve that she didn't like that and she was missing that. They wanted to show her actually getting what she wanted, I guess, by leaving Steve or whatever. So I don't know if that makes sense, but there's that. Um, the most hilarious thing to me was the whole podcast ad scene because, you know, as podcasters who do ad scenes, it's just funny sometimes when you get some copy that you get, but um, Carrie's just like, I'm never going to do that. But Carrie would never say anything about a vagina anyways. Thank you. She's always been precious about things like that anyway. So that was very interesting, but I thought it was very realistic that I'm not going to read a podcast and that ended the podcast. Yeah. Come on. For the entire everything. And then they said that um, on the podcast where they were like, they just knew it had to end. So it had to end with Franklin because they knew that wasn't going anywhere. So they just kind of ended that. And I was just like, guys, you kind of just shoehorned that because. So and they also mentioned, a lot of what they mentioned was a lot of the criticism that they got. They were like, people were saying, you're not going to get live calls during a podcast. And Michael Patrick King is like, well, Sarah Silverman had one. I was like, one example. <laughs> Who had a live thing? But, and then- Sorry, I feel like if you're getting live calls, it's no longer a podcast. It's a radio show to me. Radio show. Yeah. That you're putting out later, like maybe on a plot, like as a podcast, but it's not a true podcast, in my opinion. I don't even know so. why. Carrie's still giving bad advice because the whole <laughs> exactly. thing about going to a relationship place and she's like, oh, you should just see the things he'll deviate from the norm. How about you just ask him if he wants a relationship? Like, oh. why are we looking for things or whatever i'm like mm. do you know and, what i fully expected that to be the advice she was gonna give and i was like why would you expect so much nana because be for real yeah when she gave that advice i was just like come on come on and also isn't this podcast supposed to be wildly successful yeah so what One vagina. Saying, none of that made sense not a single thing so you're telling me it was just carrie Bradshaw alone keeping all the lights on in the building and because of one ad, now everyone's unemployed. What? That was so, so bad. bad. It's it lazy. Was so bad. lazy. Um, but yeah. I would say I feel the same way about vegan persons as Carrie. So. <laughs> I hate fake leather so much. I hate it. But yes, so I feel her. But yeah, we said goodbye to Franklin. I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. So now it's time for other men that she has no chemistry with, and I guess Aiden is coming back. Yeah. So, R.I.P. You know, my whole thing with Aiden, I know we'll probably get there during the season, and it's always bothered me. <laughs> the fact that this man has a business with Steve, but he seems completely invisible in their world. There's no way well, he would I... never have run into him, right? Something about it tells me that I don't think they have that business together. I don't think it lasts. They don't own the bar together anymore. We'll find out, but I don't think. No, but I mean, like, even in the original Sex and the City. Um, I think they they did it fair justice until even Steve, because they stopped showing Steve at work. We didn't get Steve in the context of work, but for the little bit that it was. Um, Aiden might not be on screen, but they'll be like, oh, Steve, blah, 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 or Aiden, blah, blah, blah. And then after that, it wasn't anything. They'll be like, yeah. Steve is at the bar or whatever. Yeah. But he was supposed to be a silent partner, actually. Yeah, but no, even aside from that, him and Steve, as the show went on, there were places like being besties, like legit besties. Yeah, in so the beginning. And then uh-huh. they stopped showing Steve because Steve wasn't on screen for a while when they broke up. It wasn't until they came back together and then yes. they fast tracked. They got married, they got a house, and then that. Yes. Manga said, so and then that where was, was Aiden and all of this? He was well, having another thing to visit their house in Brooklyn. Miranda would never have mentioned them to Carrie. I just find it very unrealistic. Um, I don't know. I think he's they fast still in their lives unless they had a fallen out. But they fast tracked that I don't know where. 
I don't know. Unless maybe he he bought him his way out. So maybe at the wedding is the only place I can see him being at. Yeah. But everything else, it's Sex in the City. They never do I it. I get it. But I just I, that's what is always bothering me. I can't lie because they were supposed to be like very very good friends as well. And obviously it's just for plot that we just had to get rid of him. But yeah. I can't stand LTW's mother-in-law. Like, cannot stand. Like, I need her off my screen. Because what? Everything. I was trying to remember from season one. But I'm just like, how are you so nasty? Like, even to your grandchildren. I don't... Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. They tried to explain that. And I don't know that I was buying what they were selling. Like, she came from a different... Mm-hmm. era and you just don't do this or do that but I'm just like sometimes you gotta adjust to the new era and that's just being plain mean yeah I don't know like from the very beginning it was just like and then it's just again is LTW just bowing to her mother-in-law I don't know I mean Thank what else do Let no pushback Having to change your daughter's entire hairstyle What is that also telling your daughter That her hair and it's As it grows out of her head isn't respectable Do you know what I mean Which seems kind of the antithesis Of what LTW stands for I found it all very weird The most that she did when she said I see you just came from your Showing of the Lion King And you know LTW is like yes And it was a good one too like just what is wrong with you? Like why do you exactly. why are you just being mean? But yeah, the whole thing, I mean being mad, I don't know. It's the most used trope of not being able to get a taxi, but it doesn't ring the same when we have Uber, you have private car, you have it, it, it. And also are you really expecting me to believe that this is the first time he hasn't been able to get a cab? Like be for real. That's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. Black man in New York, like, I don't know. It just seemed a bit, not beneath them, but I'm like, that's what we just spent all of the first episode. We're praising that they don't do all those cliched black things they do to black people in sitcoms, and then you shoehorn this in, you know? Yeah, I, I, will, I will say, they said every single storyline is something that has happened to someone, so even thing like the sensory deprivation thing where Carrie, where Miranda fell out and was naked and all that, that happened to Michael Patrick King. But he actually asked her, like, would you be game to be naked? And she's like, sure, why not? Or whatever. So this cap thing, it was the Black Rider. I'm so sorry to reduce her to Black Rider. I should have gotten her name, but I don't have it. She's talking about how that happened to her husband, who's Ivy educated and finance and blah, blah, blah. And that happened, which I get. It's just that you can't present us as these people who we've seen in black cars and we're in a time where most people use Uber or Lyft and it's not like they cancel when they see you're black and go away. Like you could easily have done that. So to do this, this is why it felt forced. Like you were just like, it has to be a taxi and it has to be that. You could easily have done something as in a restaurant or waiters because we do get those microaggressions um, sometimes in those ways. So this felt very forced yes and lazy yeah why doesn't he ever stick up for his wife when his mom talks to her crazy i thought that was a bit weird (laughs) it is weird i mean yeah i felt uncomfortable because the lady also kept saying that it's true you have to never let them see you sweat or lose your cool and i get where she's coming from in that as a black person, you can't really afford to lose your cool because you don't know if you're going to die Yeah. because of it. But I also, I'm not completely comfortable saying you're not allowed to feel your range of motion. I, I don't know. That didn't... And I also feel like it's cliche. How many times have we seen this storyline? You're not giving us anything new at yeah. all. So I was just like, okay. I was very unmoved. I can't lie. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, well, uh, go ahead I was going to say I only had one last comment I couldn't believe how shocked They were that Miranda Didn't know people's numbers of head Who does in this day and age I know you're, I know you're good with numbers You always say that but I feel like the only people's numbers I know are like people's numbers I've had from like 
way back when we first got friends or like my parents and I think I know one of my siblings numbers offhand that's it yeah I'm I I think that was okay um not knowing it I think the bigger picture of it for me is I'm not good with numbers I just now memorized my husband's number but that comes from filling out forms together, always saying, what's your number? And then get, then he comes to you. So to me, it was the bigger sense of you're in this relationship with this person and you seem to have no idea about this person, not necessarily not knowing the number because she did know Carrie's number and that came from, you know, she mm-hmm. has that person. But then the other twist that we got told is that Shay is still married. So you put that all together. You moved for someone that you might not have an idea who exactly they are. Yeah. What are you doing? Which is what we said all of season one, right? Not absolutely none of Miranda's actions make sense. I'm sorry, and they still yeah. don't to me. Because what are you doing here? And Shay's husband is played by Oliver Hudson, so he's getting a piece of the end just like that pie, but. <laughs> I don't know where they're going with this. They were saying, what did they say in the podcast? Like Miranda just realizing that she's losing herself and she has nothing to do. They're past the honeymoon phase in LA. So where does she go from here? Yeah, because if you're living this life, and this is why I say I don't know what they're doing with Shay. Like if you're living this life where you're going to be free and not going to be tethered or whatever, like just live the life. Because also besides not uh, getting divorced, not what are you talking about with your relationship like the way they find out about stuff he he just casually said we were married actually no we're still married like you failed to mention that to someone yeah but the thing is i completely buy shay forgetting to mention it to miranda like we said they're very self-absorbed and it seems like if it's not about right now and their comedy show they don't have time for it that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand this relationship with Miranda. I don't see any happy, if it was being realistic, I don't see any happy ending for them. Trey's literally interested in Miranda for right now. And very soon they're going to get bored of her and they'll move on to the next thing. That's the vibe I get. How is Shay so also supposed to be so aware of things, but also wants Tony Danza, who's Italian, to play her Mexican father? Yes. And doesn't understand why that's not a good idea. So, yeah. And they did not address this on the podcast. This was the main thing I wanted to understand, was where are we going with this? And I did not hear anything about that. Did I finish it? I think I did. Maybe I didn't. But I didn't hear about (laughs) that. And I'm just like, this doesn't make any... Like, who is Che? Does Che even know who they are? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And it's lazy. So, yeah. It is yeah. what it is. Something you mentioned in the previous episode really quickly about Seema's boyfriend is why are they suddenly trying to make him a mooch? Because she, what she said was him telling the wife to pick up the bill rang badly on her. But I'm like, how about your experience? You've been yeah. dating him for a while. Has he been mooching off of you? Like, why are we just shoehorning? That's the thing. She's looking, she's literally looking for any reason to break up with this man. Because she doesn't want to actually address the possibility that she could be happy with him. So, yeah. So, I see it. It's crazy. But, yeah. Did you have anything else to add? Um, I think that was it. I have a note, but I don't know what it means. I said, how dramatic, how do you just cancel? So, I don't know what that means. Oh, the show, probably. Okay, never mind. No, I don't have anything. I think that was it. Um, I think the hopefully we have the first two episodes out. I don't know if they're releasing two episodes every week or once a week. I don't know. But it should open up for more story and looking forward to seeing what they're going to give us. Oh, we didn't talk about um, Lily. Is it worth it? No. Lily Eilish? I don't care. Yeah, Lily Eilish made me laugh. That was a good part. But yeah, apart oh, from that, that I don't funny. care about that storyline. I'm so sorry. But yeah. yeah, I don't want to see siblings be bright. I don't care. But yeah. <laughs> but looking forward to guys, it's not always gonna be this way. We're not shitting on it. We're just giving our honest opinions on the show. That's all. Yeah. Well, I will say I was ready to shit on it. 
But I didn't hate it as much for season one. So there. <laughs> it is what it is. But yes, can you please tell people where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on the rewatch times two, T H E R E W A T C H X two on Twitter, on Instagram, and at Gmail if you want to send us an email. And please give us a five star rating wherever you listen to podcasts, particularly on Apple Podcasts, would really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.